James and Abby love the beach. They're going to live near the beach again now. They're, by, they're near some of my top three of my favorite 10 beaches in the world are where they're moving to. So we got you all set and ready to go. It's a bit, now you could get a, a little shade from the French fry lights for the morning. I hope you're comfortable. Make yourselves at home. And um, I want to frame, <laughs> I want to frame a little bit about why we're doing what we're doing today. It's unusual. I don't know what uh, traditions many of you have come out of when it comes to pastoral transitions. <laughs> oh, it won't stay up. Uh, all right, let's uh, put your sunblock on, and you know, um, we believe that um, it's it's good to honor. It's good to take time to frame moments that are very important. And this is a very important moment in the life of Hillside. Um, we want to make sure that when we do leadership transitions, we do them with excellence. We do them well. We do them in a way that has the care and concern of the good shepherd. So if you think about what it takes to transplant, like if you're moving a bush in your yard, you don't just attach a chain to it and yank it out with your truck. You dig around it. You do it carefully because you want to preserve the root system, you want to preserve the soil, and you want to be able to allow it to move so that it can thrive in its new place. That's really the picture that the Lord gave me of what today is all about. So we're going to do what Hebrews 13 says in verse 7. Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, imitate their faith. The joy that we have today in the middle of our grief of saying goodbye is that we have a couple whose faith is very imitatable. Is that a word? It is now. Imitate their faith. They came here by faith 13 years ago after doing their wedding. Um, I reached out to Pastor James. We were in need of a, an associate pastor here at Hillside. I reached out to him. And many of you may not know this, but they moved here with no promise of position. We didn't yet have a budget ready to bring on an associate pastor that we could give an, a regular honorarium to or any kind of salary. But they were willing to move here. I'll never forget, I, I memorized it because it's so ministered to my soul, Pastor James' response when I reached out to him. He was serving as assistant to the dean of students. Dean of academics, excuse me, see details, just, you know. <laughs> Is that, that more intense? What's the difference? Less fun than dean of students. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Yeah. So, and I like to think that we rescued him from serving in that role. But he reached back out to me and said, you know, we're, go we're going to move and um, we will come, whatever, and we're going to help seek out the lost in the city. And they moved here with no promise of position. A few months later, we saw them in action. The body got to know them, loved them, embraced them. And by popular demand, even if the elders didn't discern it, they were going to be pastor in that hillside. So we got ourselves a package deal. But here's, um, here's what the Lord's doing right now. And I want to read something uh, in transition just to share some heart from the Lord. The first leadership transition that the church experienced was when Jesus, incarnate Son of God, met with his apostles for the last time before the crucifixion. And we call it the Last Supper. He said many things to them that night. And they were about to experience the very first pastoral transition that the church would ever experience. And he told them over and over again, I'm going back to the Father. I'm going away. He told them flat out, I'm going to be killed. They're going to, I'm going to be handed over and crucified. They didn't understand it. They, they were just so locked in that, no, the kingdom of heaven means we're together with Jesus, and you're going to be with us, and we're going to go around with you. Sometimes you'll send us out, but we'll always come back to you, right? That's how it's going to be. And the kingdom of heaven is going to come, and that's how it's going to be. 
And then came the reality check from the Lord where he said, no, there's a transition happening right now as we speak. We're, we're shifting at this point. And soon, all the 120 who gathered in the upper room, they're going to be calling you Pastor Peter. I don't know if he ever used titles like that back then, but I'll modernize it for us. You're going to look to James. You're going to look to John. The saints are going to look to you now as shepherds in their midst because I go to the Father and I'm going to give you a helper who's going to be in you. And then when that generation raised up a church, they passed on the leadership, the shepherding mantle to others. And so it's been, and that's why the church has grown and thrived for 2,000 years because Jesus saw fit to say there are going to be necessary transitions for the sake of the kingdom and for the purpose of all those who are vessels that I use in that. So he said these words to his um, apostles. He said, These things I spoke to you while I was with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world, do, the world gives do I give to you. So in other words, I'm not giving you the kind of peace that's attached to circumstances, that's attached to something turning out the way your heart hopes it will. I'm giving you a supernatural peace that later on Paul would say, a peace that surpasses all understanding. That's the kind of peace I'm going to give to you. It's a supernatural peace that will let your heart know it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. I'm with you, and it's going to be all right. He will... Now I'm doing an outdoor service over here. That just feel good, though, Craig. Thank you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be fearful. You heard that I said to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father and he's greater than I. So I'll speak from personal. My personal experience, Pastor James came to me about a week before Christmas to let me know that the time frame, we always knew he wasn't going to be here forever, but that the time frame had been bumped up to about six months. And my heart was troubled and I was overwhelmed and my spirit was overwhelmed in me. And I'll be honest with you, it took me a while. I had some real dealing. I know my reaction that day was not very helpful <laughs> for their transition. I uh, struggled through some things, worked together with some things, and then that, that scripture came to me. If you loved me, then you'd be happy for me because I'm going into the next thing that the Father has for me. And that's what we together are doing today as a congregation. And we're all in various stages. Some of you have connected with the Houtmans more deeply, got more rooted and established with them than others. But nevertheless, there is a man and woman who have loved this house deeply who are now moving into the next thing that God has in store for them. So we're going to overwhelm them today with some love, a little bit of roasting, a little bit of funny stories. You notice some of the youth are here today, so you know there are going to be some stories happening today, maybe some pictures, maybe who knows what's going to happen here. But I'm going to share my journey with the Houtman started when I did their wedding. This is the... Oh, it's up there already. There's the couple um, on their wedding day. We've watched this couple grow. Those of you who have been part of Hillside since they got here, you came to know them first as newlyweds, as this young, bouncy couple, and then, then Abby drank the water during one of those seasons where we were having like 20 babies dedicated every quarter. Right, you remember that? We put, somebody put a sign over the water fountain, be careful what you drink. So then the, we watched them as they added joy into our lives. And um, what a joy she has been. I, it's just so hard to remember those days. Honestly, though, I'm looking, and other than the white on the side of your head, James, you guys really haven't aged a bit. 
And Todd G. Photography has been there for every stage of the way to, <laughs> yeah, to capture these moments. So joy came along and they began to experience life as parents and never flagged, never fell short in their ministry. All of you parents out there, you know what it's like to do what you do. Fathom getting ready to lead worship on a Sunday morning with a newborn baby in your care. All right, Abby did that. James and Abby together did that. Then they added Jada into the mix. And, and their family started growing. So now you had to take their family picture in landscape rather than portrait <laughs> mode. They began to expand their family. And Jada's just been such life and such joy to all of us since the day she was born. And, and Jada and Joy together have really added. Oh, by the way, Joy, if you want to sit on the beach blanket right here, you're welcome to put some sunblock on because we couldn't get the umbrella to work. But you want to join us? Come on up here, Joy. You also... Well, Australia, you two have sacrificed. I love you. For those of you who don't know, Joy really actually loves being in the center of attention. Just saying, don't let her, don't let her face fool you. I love you, Joy. You can put the other one over your head if you want to. That. Then came Finn. Then came Finn, my man Finn. Look at that. You remember when he used to look like that, this adorable little thing running around in there? I remember moments <laughs> when Abby would be up here leading worship. <laughs> and it was Finn being Finn. Finn was all boy, no additives, no preservatives, all boy. And he's just been an absolute riot to have around all the days of his lives. But it's been fun to watch him mature into the man of God that he's going to be. He, he started out pretty... He was, he was fun for you. Third child, he fit all of the, the order of birth thing. He was right there in the book next to it. And <laughs> who are you pointing at? Oh, my third child. <laughs> he was all of that. So it's, you know, watching your faithfulness through it all. Watching you as your family grew and you had all those responsibilities at home now. Never flagged. So you go through seasons. This particular one came through a difficult season at Hillside. And you didn't flag in your ministry. You didn't fall short. You continued to raise up your three at home and love the house through a very difficult, painful season. And I'll never be forgotten. Then came the caboose. <laughs> Did you hear Pastor James? He did, he's not Mike yet. He went, ha-ha, Benaya. Benaya. <laughs> Who's just been, I'm gonna, that's one of the, the hardest grief things for me is not getting to see Benaya grow up into, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be the, like that grandpa visit. Oh, look how much you grew. I'm going to be that guy in his life from here out. But um, just seeing the Houtman family, this has been their growth through the years. So I'm going to give this over. I wanted to make sure that the congregation had time to pour out their love on you, to share memories. Kind of uh, another thing that we're doing today. You ever hear the saying or have the thought in your mind when you go to a funeral. Now, this isn't a funeral. They're not going away to be crucified or anything like that. But, you know, when you go to a funeral and you have this thought, man, I wonder if that person in the casket would have loved to have heard all this while they were still alive. You know that? It's, the time is when you're alive to encourage one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Well, you're going to get to hear all the things like, if this was your funeral, you're going to get to hear today what they would be saying, what all of us would be saying about you. So first up is going to be the youth. So I'm going to invite Corey and Kyle to come on up, and they're going to call you up one by one, whoever's sharing today. We have, by the way, we, we had the thought maybe of doing an open mic today, but we'd be here till 
tomorrow if we did that. So a few people that responded to the call, everybody was invited. The ones who responded to the call are going to be called up and share their hearts a little bit today. If you did not get a chance to do that, or if you're watching online because you couldn't be here today and didn't get a chance to do that, you can still send over a video greeting, word of thanks, like what we're doing right now. And we're going to be giving that to them when they load their truck up to take with them so they could watch it and never forget us. And then, and then we'll go in and just randomly visit them, just show up randomly. It's a beautiful place that they're moving to. Um, so you can still do that with the link you were provided. Who gets the microphone? Why are you both hiding? Get up on the platform. <laughs> front and center now. You got no Pastor James now to be behind. You are front and center. Help us have some fun. All right, so Corey told me he would hold my hand through this. Um, <laughs> my, my need, yes. <laughs> um, so Corey and I, mostly Corey, uh, but we got some past and present youth to do. We thought it would be fun to do some roasting, kind of like the office, you know, hashtag boom roasted. Um, so first we got some videos, so we're just going to roll with those right now. <laughs> Boom, roasted. <laughs> So, Logan Schultz, come on down, brother. James, I think you, I think you know what that is, James. So, let's talk a little bit about your penmanship, <laughs> if, if you can call it that. Um, so. Being in youth with James for all my youth days, I've seen him write some things. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've seen him write some things. And if you've seen James' handwriting, you know that it looks like that. Um, and if you haven't seen it before, consider yourself lucky, because you can't unsee that. Um, it's definitely unique. There's a little word scribbled out there. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Um, if you squint, it doesn't look half bad, but I'm sure there's like YouTube videos that you could watch to get better at that. Um, that's definitely, <laughs> it could use some work. Logan, I think that's why I have to wear glasses now because you're reading his writing. Yeah, squint in your eyes is, def looking at that definitely does not help your eyes at all. Might need some glasses. Um, just be very thankful you can type all your papers now instead of write them out because you're you'll save your professors a lot of time and probably some of your grades that yeah yeah so i love you james thank you for everything you did and wish your family the best all right andy andy norris is up next um while he's coming down i'm just gonna share like the first time that we hung out outside of church. Uh, I think we were watching a football game, right? Um, the, I almost said Phillies, Eagles and Giants, right? And 
uh, was the miracle at the Meadowlands. Like the Giants, in their infinite knowledge, kicked a punt to Deshaun Jackson with seconds left, and he returned it. And anyway, they scored. Eagles won. And then something else happened. Like I think, yeah, like I said, it was the first time we hung out, and I like dogpiled on top of him, <laughs> jumped on top of him. Yep. So that was our introduction. And I don't think we've watched a football game since. <laughs> I didn't get the moment that this was a roast. <laughs> but my literal thought was like, I could just make this a roast, but that would be too easy. <laughs> so I actually wrote something kind of heartfelt. <laughs> but I will tell a quick story that I, like seeing Kyle and James, it just makes me think of, honestly, the probably the funniest youth retreat memory was we were up pretty late one night <laughs> and our cabin we got the lucky cabin that had a fireplace in it and this was after James bullied me I think <laughs> but <laughs> um <laughs> yeah after he was <laughs> trying to steal my Oreos but James Kyle and I were just sitting there and Kyle caught his pants on fire <laughs> but no it was a really great time so <laughs> I, I know, I know, but like he was there and it, I think that James probably did something to help the situation. <laughs> but anyway, so I'll save my more heartfelt. So James and Abby, uh, you have been the most influential people um, on my spiritual walk outside of my parents, I would say. Um, James, although <laughs> there are many things that I could say, um, I won't keep you here all day. Um, James, you are such a great leader and it's always been a joy to serve uh, under you and alongside of you. Um, it's always been a blast to come back for all the youth retreats um, and just to see your devotion, not just to the students, but to the Lord. Um, and it's kind of crazy. My first retreat was the one that James came <laughs> and <laughs> he was there. I think Abby was sick, so he was the only youth leader assigned to our cabin and he would, he would come in sporadically um, and he had a very rambunctious group, and I learned a lot of things as a 50th grader that I didn't really know what that meant at the time. And they were asking James a lot of questions, and he was answering them very truthfully. So that was my first introduction to James, but I think that he came at such an important time in my life, um, and throughout, um, even to this day. Um, and I had a just Abby, I love to see just your heart for worship. And um, I think that you're somebody who knows how to worship while leading others in worship. And I think that that's so, such a blessing to see. Um, and my last thought was just the funniest thing is leading worship with them. Because when Abby is leading and James is on the drums, <laughs> Abby gives James the funniest looks. <laughs> And James sometimes plays a little too fast or a little too loud. And it could just be a little bit too fast or a little too loud, but he'll get a look. <laughs> and it's, it's the greatest. But you guys have been such a blessing. Um, and I'm really excited that I'll be forced to drive through Massachusetts a lot. <laughs> so hopefully I'll get to see you. Thanks, Andy. All right, Morgan, you're up. Which Morgan are we doing? Morgan Chandler. Are you here today, Morgan? I don't think he is. Okay, we'll go with Maddie Phelps. Come on down. Um, another James story. So, 
I, I heard this one. I didn't get to witness it, but I wish I would have. So there was a bat in your, in your bathroom? I think this was the first one, like the, in the basement. And I think I'm going to get this right, but like if there's a bat in your house, like you'd think you'd grab a tennis racket or something you could swat it with. You know, no, not James. You know what he? Bat? No, even better. Brass knuckles. <laughs> well, um, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from roasting James because I was asked to say something nice about Abby. And so I'm very excited to do so. But I think there might be some more roasting of James, so stay tuned. Um, Abby, um, while we've been talking a lot about James and what James has meant to us, um, you've meant just as much to us as he has over the years. Um, it's kind of hard to sum up all that you guys have meant to us over the past couple years. So I thought I would do what you guys did for us for senior night in high school, and I would give you an award, so to speak. So Abby, you are the most likely to bring joy to a room. First of all, if any of you know Abby at all, she has a laugh that just makes everyone else around her laugh and feel the joy of the room. If you've ever seen her dance on the dance floor or lead worship, that joy and that fun is also equally contagious. It's not just her laugh that brings joy, though, to so many. It's also her heart that loves people so well. Throughout her time ministering with James, she displayed that well. From the first weeks they were here leading Bible study with us youth, we slowly got to know them and they got to know and love us as well. As time went on, um, it turned into Sunday night life groups at your house. And Abby was always the one to make sure we had snacks, mostly homemade snacks, and was always there in between tending to kids um, to participate in the discussion, um, to lead us um, in different things. Um, as time went on and Abby and James were blessed with more and more kids, um, Abby still found ways to show her love for us so well. When we went on mission trips to Philly, Abby would write devotionals for us, um, things that pointed us to the Lord and filled us up as we went out to serve, even though she couldn't be there to serve with us. She wrote several of our awards to us at senior night, each lovingly tailored to each youth that was there. On a more personal note for me, I got to see Abby's big love up close through babysitting her kids and chatting afterwards, lots of time um, talking about life while she did my hair for prom and for my wedding, and finally, th more recently, through doing marriage counseling with her and James. And I'm sure I'm even missing some things that she did for us over so many of those years. Um, but each of those moments and so many more are so special to me, not just because of what Abby did for me and for so many others here, but because of who she is. She loves big and she laughs big, and that brings so much joy to so many. You guys will be a miss, but I pray that you will bring that joy to so many others in your next chapter of life. Love you guys. All right, Annalise, you can come on down. I guess I'm the only one that's doing the roasting, but. Okay, another, another James story. I thought it'd be a great idea to take him duck hunting. <laughs> so we go camping out on this island. We camp out overnight. I don't know, did we make anything to eat? It doesn't matter. We, there was no coffee though. I, I made the mistake. That was my first camping adventure, duck hunting, yeah. And uh, learned a lesson. Um, so we get up in the morning, throw some decoys out. And it was before legal shooting time, but these ducks flew past. And I'm, I'm pumped. Like, this is going to be awesome. I look back at James, and he's... <laughs> I don't know if it was because of the coffee or because I forgot his brass knuckles. 
yeah, I also didn't realize it was a roasting time. And I'm not also very great at roasting, so um, I'm more of the, yeah, tears and encouraging kind of person. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I text James and Abby this morning to be like, so how old were you guys when you first moved here? Um, and you guys said 24 and 25, first year of marriage. Um, to give reference, I'm 25 and third year of marriage, and it's just like this weird collision in my mind because thinking back, so I was 12 when you guys first moved here, and you guys were just like superheroes to me, and you still are. Um, and just to think like, wow, you guys were like my age and probably as clueless as I feel right now, <laughs> you know, but yet you guys were faithful. Um, I mean, all these years, you know, and so, um, James, I didn't realize that you stole Oreos. So um, thank you, Andy. That was very helpful. So maybe you were just reaping what you sowed. Maybe. So basically, James has never let me forget one of our missions trips. I don't even remember this, in all honesty, okay? Okay, you do. Okay, yeah. All right. Well, um, apparently, I got into the snacks that were supposed to be just assigned for certain times. I didn't realize that. At home, you just ate snacks when you were hungry. So I just dug into the Oreos, apparently. Anyways, it made my whole entire team not be able to go get donuts. So no one has ever let me forget it. But James apparently stole Oreos from Andy, you know, years before that. So anyways, I don't feel so bad anymore. <laughs> okay, so I guess I did roast you a little. Um, thank you. Thank you. Well, Andy helped. Um, so, let's see here. I just wrote down a couple different words that I've thought of um, when I think of you guys. And I was trying to think of, like, specific stories, but honestly, I mean, I know there's many stories, but honestly, it's like all the little moments that just have added together. Um, first of all, I think when I think of you guys, I think of obedience. Um, obviously, when you guys first moved here, it was out of obedience, you know, it's out of yeah, just love for the Father, and you moved, and you stayed. Like, you guys were planted. You were here. You were faithful through and through, and that is something that I have grown to value in my own life. Like, when God says move, you move, and then you stay until he says move again, and here we are, and you guys have stayed, and now you're moving again in obedience, and we all bless you for that. And honestly, also, (laughs) thinking back, to your sacrificial love, like, that's just something that is a theme throughout all my memories of you guys. Um, Thinking about young adult life group, every other Sunday, for years, you guys would have all of us over, and now thinking, you know, being married, and being like, man, but I want all these teenagers in my house every other Sunday night, you know, asking all these crazy questions, but you guys did, and It was a safe place to wrestle. It was a safe place to ask questions. It was a safe place to grow. Um, And so I thank you for that. You guys have been surrendered to the process in all these years um, and still are, and it's so beautiful to see. You guys are are a team. I've heard that reference several times. It's been so cool to see you guys be a team. Um, And, like, with us, you know, having a child soon, 
it's just been so cool to see you guys be a team in the midst of children, with children, as a family team, just seeing it done so well, because that's what we want. We want to be a team, and um, yeah, like James, you have honored Abby so well as a mother and a wife, and I see, Abby, that you've done that with James as a father and a husband, and it's been, it's been incredible. Um, also, you guys love unconditionally. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yet, you're steadily, unapologetically guiding people to truth as you love them. I know many times, I can think of multiple times where I was pulled aside to be corrected during different events. Um, but yet, I always felt loved by you guys, and I'm really grateful for those moments where you pulled me aside and guided me towards truth. And, yeah, you guys are fun, goofy. I mean, we had so many laughs at Young Adult Life Group and retreats and missions trips, and um, I'm just really grateful for you guys, and I love you a lot. Okay, so we don't have the videos. No. You look like you want to say something. <laughs> okay, I would like to start. <laughs> well, we were going to talk about the Oreo story, but thank you for touching on that because that really needed to be addressed. Let's start by talking about James's childhood bedroom. <laughs> so. So, <clears throat> so from what I recall, and this is just my memory, uh, as like maybe a, I don't know, seven-year-old, I walked into this bedroom, no windows. Pretty sure there was like velvet black walls, right? Blue carpet. Blue, carpet. <laughs> Blue carpeted back wall, black walls with posters everywhere. And these are like, I don't, uh, whatever Christian metal bands were around in the 90s, I don't know. What? Why? Beat, beats me. Lots of like thorns and shadows and blood and stuff. <laughs> anyway, those are plastered all along the wall. What else do you remember? The drum set was, I, I'm oh, sure yeah. there was like things to live in this room as well, but it was mostly the drum set. <laughs> Clothes scattered about the drum set. <laughs> oh, uh, there was a, oh gosh, was it a PlayStation where we played Mario Kart and, and such? And what? Golden eye for the old folks. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, the violent video games you let us play. That's right. <laughs> yes. Um, but my favorite thing in his childhood home was a photo that his mom very proudly displayed on their living room wall of James playing drums with these frosted tips and this button-down shirt. It was the best. I'm sure. Do you guys have that? Oh, you really should have sent that over. Anyway, uh, ask James for it. Um, gosh, what else can we... Okay, the second thing, and then you can go if you want to. James, we are so loyal to this man. On youth retreats, he would come up with the games, and they would get wildly out of hand. I'm talking like people would get the wind knocked out of them because we're running down the hill so fast. I, I distinctly remember a Happy Meal uh, pureed, and then drank, and... Um, well, close your ears if you're sensitive, but someone regurgitated. <laughs> <laughs> and then drank. And then we trusted him, so we continued. <laughs> Another year, he thought it would be a good idea. Do you guys remember this? We had, uh, you know what sashimi is? It's like uh, salmon, just salmon, but it's raw. And he had us timed 
eat as many as we possibly could. I'm not kidding. People actually did it because they're like, we're going to win because <laughs> the prizes were pretty great. Anyway, I remember, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but now is the time to confess. My team, <laughs> the uh, person standing in front of me would pretend to eat it. He'd slide it down and I stuck it in my pocket. <laughs> so, anyway, um, okay, that's all. I was going to tell the knife story, but I'm not going to I don't know the knife story. I'm just thinking now. So Michaela and I and our family have known James since we were in kindergarten and first grade. So really, really young, very attached to James. We called him Big Brother when we were younger. So when Abby came around, I'm going to be the first to say that I was skeptical. I was like, all right, we'll see. Like, we'll see. Like, I wasn't. But then I don't remember there being much of a time between that and immediately being so excited not to have a big sister because that doesn't work. But to have Abby, <laughs> to have Abby in our lives as well and just how complete this team is. And I know we keep saying that, but I don't, I don't think any of us have really encounter James or Abby completely separately from one another and what they give to each other as a couple, as a husband and wife team, and as a team in ministry. And I think all of us, especially young people, really benefited from that as a really young age, all of us having our parents to look up to, other folks in the church, but then James and Abby extending themselves, even as young parents, as newlyweds, for some of us who knew them when we were younger, um, there was always space. I always felt that there was space for all of us. And to add on to that, I will tell the knife story. <laughs> So uh, this was on the youth retreat uh, in Philadelphia. I don't know if I've ever really, you know, I did. I, I told you about this. So I was sitting in the corner uh, at a, it was like a youth event. And <clears throat> across the way, I saw somebody pull a knife out of their pocket and show it to their friend. And I was like, <laughs> and that's all I did. I didn't say, they, oh, no, they looked at me. They're like, that little girl saw it. And I was like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> So, and I didn't say a word the rest of the night, and I'm pretty sure it was like the next day, I was like, hi, James, like, this is what happened. And you looked at me with all the love in the world. You were like, Michaela, like, you can come and talk to me about that stuff. Like, I am a safe person to, to say those things to. And that was such a theme throughout all of our growing up, is you are such a safe person to go to. I remember I would walk into that office, not even in, just intending to say, hi, James, and we would be there for 30 minutes, and I would start pouring out my heart to you about things. And the same with you, Abby. And that set the stage for some of the most formative years. And I, sp I know I speak for a lot of young people in this room of just absolute safety to grow however we're going to grow, make mistakes loudly, and come to you guys in the process. So thank you so much for being two really foundational people in a lot of our lives. We love you so much. Okay, I have one more James story. Um, so this one summer, he thought it would be a good idea. And I, uh, it was a good idea, but uh, turns out it wasn't, at least this one person in the valley. Um, he had the idea of dressing up as Mexicans and wearing some, a sombrero. And we drove around in my Jeep with the top down, top off, um, and we handed out packets of cheese to the youth. It said, Nacho Average Summer. Well, somebody in the valley did not appreciate it. Um, we'll just leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We were, we were threatened. Yeah. 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 It was one of the scariest moments of my life. <laughs> All right. I have roasted you in the past. I'm going to be gracious today, and I'm going to leave the roast go today. I, I'm just I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. I'm feeling sentimental today, and 
I apologize for that in some ways. Uh, so my friend, as I sat here writing this, had body fluids flowing out of my eyes, my nose. We'll, we'll just keep it at PG. Um, I, I felt like Timothy writing to Paul. You've taught me so much. You've been a father, a mentor, a brother, and a friend to me. And for that I say thank you. I want to apologize for being our relationship being such a one-sided friendship. You've given so incredibly much in our relationship and I've given so little but re received so much and again I'm so incredibly thankful that the Lord saw fit to bring you into my life I know you'll make an awesome professor one day because you have life experience you got stories to tell your students not just head knowledge to share with them you have God-given wisdom beyond your years. You have God-given compassion. You have a non-stop hunger to learn. And maybe most importantly, you love those you come in contact with, with the Father's heart. Uh, over the past couple weeks, as I've listened and heard the song, The Commission uh, by Cain, uh, Jesus' words to his disciples uh, remind me of what you would say to me as I stand here. I've got to go now for a little while. But, but goodbye is not the end, my friend. I love you, James. Okay, I told him I was only going to make him laugh today, so, um, yeah, Corey, you know, told your hand. Uh, <laughs> um, man, oh, you need a picture? <laughs> no. Oh, uh, wow. It's been a, some good years, man. You guys took my pain and you carried it as your own. You made me feel loved and safe in the time when I needed it the most. James, you made me a better person. And Abby, it's such a joy to worship with you all these years. I'm forever grateful for your friendship. It's been a joy to watch your kids grow and have them in my life. I just want to say thank you for everything. Oh, yep, we have one more thing. 
here and you got to open this. <laughs> so this is this is from the youth staff kids everybody over the years for something for this is something to uh for those cold Massachusetts winters when you're spending time with your family and sitting down and watching a movie. So these are all the t-shirts from the youth retreats over the years that James has been a part of. Thank you, Mel Getz, for the two that I didn't have that we could uh, make it a full quilt. So thank you, Mel. Yep. You've always made a great Vanna White quote. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. That was beautiful. Um, so we're going to allow now some of the adults. As you know, Pastor James, um, I told Pastor James when we brought him on staff, we don't just need a youth pastor. We want an associate pastor. Somebody's going to love the whole flock. We don't believe in segregating the church into children, youth, and so on, but we want to be a family. And he's loved not just our youth, but everyone in this house. So I know that all of you could get up and share something to impart Thanksgiving to the Houtmans, but a few of you um, are prepared to share a few things, and I should have said this earlier, if we're not done by the time you're done and you need to leave, nobody would be offended. I know it's Father's Day, you may have some plans, so you could feel free to slip out the back. Pastor James will not be offended by that, neither will Abby, but um, we do want to give some time to just love on these guys. But I do want to ask you all, those of you coming up to share, to remember about five minutes to Try to just get right to it, and I know it's hard when you're sharing from the heart. But first up, I want to invite Stephanie. Come on up and just share some things. There'll probably be maybe slightly less roasting coming at this point, but I don't know. You just never know, really. So 50 minutes, you said, right? Oh, stand over here. Stand over here. Okay, stand where I will. Well, um... I was uh, trying to think of, you know, what I wanted to say to you guys, and there's, I think, so many opportunities that I've already had to share bits and pieces of my heart and just how deeply um, your friendship and your presence in my life has, um, uh, I mean, has impacted me, but that word just seems really insufficient. Um, in, in youth this year, we, we've had a theme of story, um, and one of the things with story is there's this, um, model we've kind of been talking to the kids about, about, you know, there's the character in the story and then the character has a fear or a problem. Um, and then there comes into the story at some point, there's always a guide and the guide is like this outside character who comes in and, um, essentially understands or sees the character's fear but sees beyond it and sees who they really are and essentially like leads them um throughout the story into the fullness of who they are um and really you know it can be applied to any story if you look at a children's cartoon you'll see the same pattern um and so something we've been talking to the youth about is of course like the lord is is certainly kind of the ultimate guide right that sees beyond what we see in ourselves and is constantly 
um, giving us opportunities to grow and people to, to help illuminate that for us. And um, ultimately, you know, the end of the journey is him giving us our true name. But um, when we were on the youth retreat, something that just became so clear to me was that, James, you've been one of those guides for me that the Lord has placed in my path. Um, I think the more I've talked to other people as you've been preparing to leave, you've been a guide to many people here, a really special, and that's a special role. It's beyond a friend. It's, there's a verse um, in uh, Proverbs that I think I wrote down. Obviously, I'm not a big uh, outline notes person, as you can see. <laughs> um, hmm, well, I thought I wrote it down. Oh, yes, I did. Here it is. Um, and it, it's Proverbs 25, and it says, The purposes of a man's heart are deep waters, but a man of understanding draws them out. And you're a man of understanding. And you draw them out, you draw them out, and everybody. And um, it's, it's certainly uh, hard to see you go, and it's certainly hard to see you go, Abby. And I feel like you have that gift as well as a unit. You guys have that gift. I mean, you've really taught me how to worship in a way that... Um, yeah, that I just, I didn't even know was in me. Um, and James, you know, you've, you were the first person that said hi to me when I came to Hillside, um, like a month before I moved here to kind of check things out. The Lord had told me to move here to come to this house. So I was like, okay, I guess I should like visit it before I move. But <laughs> I knew I was coming. Um, and James was the first person that I met. And, um, you know, I, I think though, just in the last year was really when I've had the privilege of really building relationship with you guys um, on that on a level that you know the Lord knew this this day was coming. He knew I needed that. He knew I needed you guys to prepare me for you know the next season of my life. Um, it's very intimidating to kind of be walking in your shoes, James, with youth because you are such like a special person. And Abby, same for worship, you know. But at the same time, I just feel so blessed that I've 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 been able to have the privilege of your friendship and, and just your insights and um, your children. I mean, there's just something so special about your children. All, all four of your children are just, they, they each have their own thing about them that is just so special. Um, and so uh, I'm getting to the end of my 50 minutes, but I... Uh, <laughs> I wanted to share, this was the verse I asked the Lord this morning, like, okay, you know, what's a, what's a verse to leave them with from my heart? And, and I wanted to share, too, that he, I guess it was around when you got back from your sabbatical. Um, God just put this really strong prompt on my heart that I need to pray for their, their family, remember? And so, specifically you, Abby, that I was just supposed to kind of, like, ask her regularly, how can I pray for you? And I had shared that with her, like the Lord's telling me, I just supposed to pray for you this year. What can I pray for? I didn't know I'd be praying them out of town. Felt a little tricked um, and <laughs> had to work that out <laughs> with the Lord, um, which I'm, I'm kidding. But I, uh, I, Abby and I had sat in the back, do you remember? And we, sh we were sharing our dreams with each other that she had realized some things on sabbatical that were dreams in her heart that she kind of pushed aside, like, yeah, these things aren't realistic. And I shared with her that I had some dreams on my heart come up over the summer that I thought were really crazy, one of which was like a 24-7 prayer room. <laughs> so it's just like really, I realized that this morning. So like the timing and just us sitting back there and uh, praying over each other in that moment and just how faithful the Lord's been. So this is my verse for you, First John 3, 20. 
Whenever our hearts make us feel guilty and remind us of our failures, we know that God is much greater and more merciful than our conscience, and he knows everything there is to know about us. So whenever your hearts are trying to accuse you or tell you you're not enough, you know, just remember that, that you are. Love you guys so much. Amen. Dyers, come on up. We're going to keep it short. We got no cards with bullet points because that's just the way that I roll. Um, so we just jotted down some, as a family, some things that we're thankful for um, with you guys. So we're going to read them off and try to can keep our composure. Um, but we really love you guys and are going to miss you uh, quite a bit. So uh, thank you for your courage uh, to answer the call of the Lord to come to Millersburg. fully immersing yourselves and your family into our church family at Hillside and the community. Thank you for being rock steady and providing stability in all things you put your hand to. Thank you for always having a word of exhortation or encouragement. Thank you for um, sowing to our youth and being strong examples for us. Really appreciate that. Thank you for helping to lead our house into deeper, pers deeper personal and corporate praise and worship. Thank you for sharing your many gifts and talents. Thank you for being vulnerable and open with your hearts. Thank you for being strong examples of what it means to lead by serving. Thank you for simply being who our Heavenly Father created you to be. Thank you again. Thank you for having thank you for having the heart of God for his people. And thank you for your obedience and bravery as you step into this new thing, uh, this new season. Um, Pastor Steve talked earlier about transition and how important it is and just for all of us to see transition uh, in the way that God created it is just awesome. So I really appreciate your obedience and your bravery. And that goes for you too, Joy, um, and your kids. So uh, God's going to bless that and honor that. And uh, we're really going to miss you guys. Thank you. Okay, Nate, you're next. Uh, before I get started, I want to point out that James stole the Oreos after Annalise did that. That was in 2012, and I believe the Oreo incident was 2014, 13, 13, because I have so many. 
So, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, I do want to point out, I do actually have something to share. Um, so if I just cry through this whole thing, uh, I just want to get that out of the way. Say, I did come up here with a plan. Um, James called me, um, uh, January was when he called me and told me that you guys were moving. Um, he called me on the phone, it was a Sunday, and told me, and I hung the phone, and... All I could feel uh, in my heart was just a, uh, such a joy and happiness for you guys. Um, I'm so excited that you guys are going to this uh, new season of your life, even though you're leaving me. Um, I'll get over it. Um, but I kind of left you first, so sorry. <laughs> um, so after he called me on that week, uh, I was thinking about it, and the word that came... Um, it kept coming out of my head was harvest, and I, at the time, I looked for a verse that I felt like, you know, would be relevant. I couldn't find anything, and then literally 10 minutes ago, I found this, so uh, look at that. So this is um, from James 3, 13. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from what's done. And then in verse 17, it says, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So I know, like, maybe on paper, um, with James uh, starting school and you guys just, um, you know, it might not seem like this is necessarily a seed of harvest, but I really believe you're just going to have so many opportunities um, and doors open for you that you're not even expecting. Um, and I'm just really happy. So um, I'm going to, hopefully I don't cry through this next part. Um, I'm going to start with uh, Abby. Um, Abby, it has been such um, a joy and a blessing to me uh, to share that stage with you. Um, I can't look at you. I'm sorry. I'm going to cry. Um, it's been such a joy and a blessing and a privilege to be able to be up there with you for the past 12 years. Um, I have just, uh, there's, there's very few other people I would want to be up there with. Um, even certain people we could, yeah, anyway. um, you know who I'm talking about. Um, James uh, is such uh, a loving and sincere person. I've um, over the years we've gotten together, and I just I have my lists that I bring to him um, of all the things I want to talk about. And like what Corey said, sometimes I feel like I'm just laying it all on him, and I'm never like, so how was your week? It's just like, James, I'm falling apart. And he's never been like, you just need to shut up and get over it. He's always been, which, and frankly, during some of those years, you probably could have said that to me. Like, yeah. But, um. Yeah, he's just been so, um, yeah, just understanding and loving and, yeah. But, yeah, I'm really happy for you guys. Um, yeah. yeah, that was it, I guess. That was awesome. Thank you, that was awesome. Okay, Amber. Amber, come on up. Well, I'm going to do something kind of 
non-conventional, but I'm going to sit with you, if that's okay. I'm just going to, we're at the beach. I should take my coat off here, but I'm not going to. Um, well, first of all, I would just like to um, address you as a couple. And um, strength and support comes to my mind when I think of you. Abby, you've been really the strength and support of your family, with the Lord giving you the courage and the, just, I could say some other words, but I won't, but just, um, he's just given you that, as a pastor's wife, you have to be, and he's given you that to, um, to keep your family together. I know he's been out a lot, retreats, and all kinds of things, and, um, you just need to know that you've done a well done with your family. <clears throat> Not to mention you have a voice like an angel when you're up here and you've led the worship team so well. And you are the only friend that I have that loves makeup as much as I do. <laughs> yes. So <clears throat> I just needed to say that. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to sum up 10 years in three minutes. The Lord gave me this verse a couple of days ago. It's James 3.13. It's, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior his deeds and the gentleness of wisdom. And you have led in wisdom. You lead in wisdom. And you lead gently in wisdom. You are a gentle man. And um, I just thank you so much for um, leading me, for teaching me. Um, for being patient with me, because I know there's lots of times where you needed to be patient with me, and I just thank you for that. Um, I could say so, so much, you guys. I could just say so much. One of the things that have has been really important to me was your um, encouragement of me and my gifts and my calling, and I know that you have played such an integral role, really the both of you, um, to where I am now. I'm living some of my best days now in the Lord because of you. And so I thank you for that. Yeah. You understand my love for words. And so you've done a lot of writing thank you notes. And that note that was up there, that was for me. <laughs> he wrote that to me probably after a youth retreat or something. But um, handwriting or not, I could always read your handwriting. <laughs> So thank you for writing those, and I have every single no single note you ever wrote me. That doesn't, that's not weird, guys. That's just, that's just, I love words, yeah, so. <laughs> um, I'll finish with this. Um, these are not my words, but when I read them, uh, my spirit really resonated with them, and this is really what my heart feels. Uh, I would like to thank you for <laughs> converting my mistakes into lessons. This is only the third time I cried, you guys. Here we go. <clears throat> For pressure into productivity and skills into strength. That, in a nutshell, is what you have done with me over the past 10 years. <sighs> and I, I thank you so much. And all these words that are getting spoken over you today, they just don't seem to, to cover what we feel and what we think about you both enjoy 
you're a part of this too, Joy. You're really a part. It's been a part. It's been a joy for me to work with you and the youth, and to see you grow this past year. So you're you're a part of this too. So um, as for now, um, I I covet and I value our time in ministry together. And the Lord has such good things for your family too. And um and my family for me and my family. So I just thank him and I thank you both for that. So thanks guys. I love you. Okay, the gear hearts are next. Had to write some things down here. Hannah's going to cry for us both. So one of my first memories of James was uh, having over for a meal. I'm not sure if you refer to this, so I think you remember it. But if you can't figure it out, James has an Italian background. Um, <laughs> and I, I believe, I, I didn't know that going into it. I served him, the first meal I served him was a was spaghetti with a sauce from a can. So I can't believe he's still friends with me after that one, but he... He still is. And Maria, I think you're watching today. I know that I had a meal at your house and know that your meal was way better than mine for sure. So, but we still became friends and uh, that was what, 12 years ago. Um, James, I soon learned, couldn't keep a secret ever. Um, and yeah, I guess I'm roasting a little bit here, but this, it's, this is really sweet that I, I still, still love watching you because you get the little goofy smile on your face when you're about to let things go. And in fact, when I started working in the office uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, as a bookkeeper, um, he'd like peek around the door and like just smile at me. And it was kind of unnerving sometimes, it was, like messing up my numbers, you know. And he would just like glance at me. And I like tried to avoid eye contact because he'd draw me into a conversation, but it was just that goofy look. But, you know, you're, the fact that you couldn't keep a secret is just speaks to the transparency, authenticity of you guys, uh, your hearts, both of you and Abby. Um, and. Yeah, you, you guys live authentically and transparent. Now, it wasn't until a few years later that I really learned the, the source of your strength. And it lives underneath your shirt, James. Um, I'm referring to the Sicilian hair that's underneath his chest. Now, Abby first sent me a picture. Um, a few years ago, he said, Abby texted me in jest a picture of James. I don't have that up there, but I, it's on my phone somewhere. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it out sometime soon uh, of, of you sleeping shirtless. On, on a couch, and that's forever etched in my, burned in my memory, I don't know, um, but I think, <laughs> I think the only thing hairier than James's chest would be Abby's hairy eyeballs, and we referred to this earlier uh, about, but I was thinking about how I've seen hairy eyeballs, you know, mostly between her and James, but also thinking about if you mess up the bridge of the song, you're going to get a look. Or if you suggest that we add Carrie Job's Forever to another set, definitely get a look at that, that eyeball. Um, but for sure, you guys are outrageously talented as musicians. Um, you elevated not, not just the musicianship of the, the church, but your hearts and when you came. And uh, I, I echo Nate's uh, words earlier that it's been a privilege to minister with you guys up on the stage and minister all around. You guys are really the same no matter what, which is a testimony. Um, and I think it's the underscore, the foundation of your time spent in the secret place. 
of your time contending for God's ways um, when all hell seemed to be fighting back. I've watched you guys do this. And if I could say it another way, many of you, many of us have gener- benefited from the generosity of you both. Abby, you've gone out of your way so much to give thoughtful gifts. Um, and you can cook like no other. Uh, and besides being generous with gifts and food and your time and your wisdom, you've also been generous with your testimonies. Um, and I can think back of so many services not just services, but even personal times where you've, we've been enriched by the stories of how God has worked in your heart. There's the stories word again. Um, he's worked in your hearts. He's worked in your, in your bodies, healings that have taken place, uh, and your spirits through the years. You've been generous in sharing not just the victories, though, but all the riches of the struggle and the battles before the victory. And that, that's so precious to me. Uh, to watch, you know, everybody, it's always fun to share testimonies of God's faithfulness and victory, but you guys are so real in sharing the struggles in the midst of it. Um, you know, I, I think I remember many, many folks have a 2020 story, but for us, the Zoom calls at night were often filled with stories like that of, of God's victory through the struggle, of God's presence and nearness through the midst of those things. And that, that I'm honored to, to uh, have witnessed and see and, and your generosity. Um, I think I can underscore by saying this. You've taught us the process of God working is just as important as the outcome. Um, and then James is the drummer. I think you excel at, at keeping the beat for sure. Um, and you provide the foundation of a song. Um, you, you, the kick and the snare, you know, outline the song for the rest of the musicians to fill in. And I think it speaks to the fact that you are a foundation man. You're a foundational man. And the, the next step, the next journey for you guys is going to be important. It's a foundation. And you're going to be... You, you excel at doing that in our church personally, but I'm excited to see what God's going to take you on as you continue to pour into the foundations of many to come. Um, Abby, I was thinking about you and your, and your worship ministry. As a songwriter and a worship leader, you excel at filling empty spaces within songs with beautiful melodies. Um, and I feel that speaks to your gifting of filling empty spaces with things of beauty. And I'm not just talking about the excellence in interior decoration and how you're going to love filling that apartment up there with beauty, beautiful creations, but you, you have enriched the lives of many, filling those spa- empty spaces with beautiful things, but also you're going to do that in the future. And I'm just excited to see the overflowing of grace that'll come for this next time. I just want to prophesy that a little bit. And, and finally, um, Hannah and I both disagree that the, the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians 1, 4-9 seem very fitting, so Hannah's going to read this. Because I will be a blubbering mess if I say any more. So... Um. I'm always thanking my God for you because he has given you such free and open access to his grace through your union with Jesus the Messiah. In him, you have been made extremely rich in every way. You have been endowed with a wealth of inspired utterance and the riches that came from your intimate knowledge of him. For the reality of the truth of Christ is seen among you and strengthened through through your experience of him. So now you aren't lacking any spiritual gift as you eagerly await the unveiling of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. He will keep you steady and strong to the very end, making your character mature so that you will be found innocent on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is forever faithful and can be trusted to do this in you, for he has invited you to co-share the life of his son, Jesus, the Anointed One, our King. We love you guys. Yeah, I think, think we could just speak for all of us when I say that we're so grateful for the time we've had uh, with you here at Hillside, even if it feels a whole lot shorter than we've liked. Um, and while we're more than a little hesitant to see you go, we're so excited for what God is next for you guys. Thank you.
Thank you, guys. Okay, and one more family to come up, the books. Come on and join me on the platform. We're going to be sharing in communion together after the book share, and I'll kind of walk you through that, but ushers, if you'd get ready for, if you got it all set up already, it's fine. But I'm going to speak, and I think I can make it through fine, but I don't think she will. <laughs> um, James and Abby, you've been a big part of this house, a big part of the lives of the community, not just James, although a lot of times his face and his words are the ones that are first seen. Um, the word that came to me for your family is givers, and I think partially because as a teacher and someone involved in the community myself. We understand that there's many compromises of what the world sees as important that we have sacrificed to give to others. And it is so evident in the two of you and your family. Um, I teach at Millersburg. James comes in occasionally to be able to hang out with the kids and me. Um, there was a time where I was standing and I stand in the hall and greet kids as they go by, come to lunch and all that, and I'm usually the one they say hi to. I still remember a time James is standing there with me because he got there early. Nobody said hi to me. I was like, James, hi, how you doing? Hey, James, why are you here? Um, he just has a real knack of drawing in the excitement from the kids, uh, a love from the people in the community the kids, um, you have sacrificed very much in your life of what you could have done and could have accomplished in order to do what you felt called by God to do in the lives of the people that he has planted in front of you. Uh, you've done it very well. And allow yourself to go beyond what you see your limits being because each time you step out beyond where you think you can go, you can get to the top of the hill, even though you might end up with scarred up and bruised knees, you can get to the top. All right, so anyway, excited to see you go on to something that you feel led to go on to next. That was also beautiful, guys. Thank you for sharing your heart. And just by, um, by way of reminder, if you did not get a chance to share today or the platform's not for you, it's not too late to send those videos in. Click on the link you received in your email, and we're going to send them along with a montage of all the greetings that couldn't be done today. We do have some gifts for you, though. Come on and join me up here. You'll have to open these in front of everybody. The first one, you're supposed to do this first, Amber? Or was it this one? This was the one, right? This was... You know what's in here, Ted? Okay. This is the first one. This is um, handcrafted just for you. But go ahead and open it up. I thought, do you want to share anything about it? Ted? Oh, he doesn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm mixed up. I thought it was something else. Go ahead. Just see what's in there. It'll be a surprise to all of us. <laughs> 
Come on, rip it open. Be like kids on Christmas Day. I mean, don't rip it because it might be fragile. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. All right, so a representative of a committee who is the farewell committee um, asked if we could get something like this for you to represent. So these are things that I make as a, a artist. They... I'm going to take a moment to explain again. All right. I create these pottery pieces, and they are considered vessels, just as we are vessels. Um, they come out of the kiln white, clean, pure, just as we are introduced into the world then. The way they get their colors and their appearance is by being fired in a barrel surrounded by trash, rubbish, banana peels, corn husks, uh, soiled animal bedding from farms. It all creates the interesting effects that are on the exterior of the piece. So even as we go through life, whether we make poor choices and our sin taints what we see as ourselves being pure and white, or if people are doing things that cause us into things like that. Um, but ultimately, the light of Jesus is inside and can still be beautiful, even though we are what we might be considered not pure and beautiful, we're still creative and unique. And so the committee wanted to send you off with something that just reminds you that you are shining with the light of Christ wherever you go and wherever you're planted. Yeah. Okay, this next one, Joy, would you please help open this one? Come on over here. This is a little something for you to remember Millersburg by. Now, I need to tell you that when James and Abby moved here, this was quite a bit of a culture shock for them, almost as much as it was for me to live in a town like this. Like his first introduction, you know, as James loves coffee, he was a barista at Starbucks before we brought him on staff. His introduction to coffee was with an elder who will remain unnamed, who were sharing about their mutual love for coffee. So Jim said, oh, what kind of coffee do you like? And this elder replied, oh, I like Folgers. And it's just not the same kind of experience. They're like a Trader Joe's, Costco kind of family, not a Walmart Bee Gees family. But they graciously just became enculturated and have loved the community. But we're giving you something. Go ahead, Joe. You can open that up so that you never forget Millersburg. And we're expecting to see this framed on your wall in your apartment when we come to visit. And we will be spot-checking unexpectedly. This is, you may have seen this at, at BG's. There's a local artist who has pictures of all the major landmarks of Millersburg, the bridge at the Mayo, the ferry, the town on your, uh, the welcome sign, the railroad station, and the gazebo. So all of the things that they will remember, but this is what they'll remember the most. But that's for you to, and I'm, I'm only half joking about put it somewhere that we can see it when you get there, but that's from us. And then you guys have been giving very generously toward a gift for the Houtmans, and I wanted to let you know, you don't have to open this one now, but what we were able to do for them is um, you have a one-year membership to the Beverly YMCA, which is the Cadillac premier YMCA of the North Shore. That's where I used to coach the swim team, so it's, you know, it's not because of that that it's great. It's just a great why you guys will love it there. It's a one-year family membership. They have amazing programs. Hopefully, that'll help you get connected with the rest of the community in the area. It's just a really fantastic uh, run why. And there's also um, a, a gift card in there for those meals that come 
pre-made and delivered to your door. I'm going to goon this one up, but it's one of those like fresh type thingies. As you can tell, I didn't buy my wife and Amber took care of that, but so that you'll have meals delivered to your door. You're also, um, there's some gas money in there and all kinds of things to help you in your move and your transfer um, over to your new place. So um, that's just a little bit of gift from us. But now let's break bread together. Um, I'm going to invite you to stay right here because you guys are going to distribute. And I'm going to share some instructions with you guys. Would you please all as quickly and efficiently as possible grab juice from the back or the side table over here and then join right along the front everybody front and center right over here we're actually going to break bread today but i'm going to exhort a little bit out of the scripture to you while we're doing that So I shared earlier about transitions, about the first pastoral leadership transition that ever happened, which was Jesus at the Last Supper. Yep, grab your juice and come on right to the middle. We're going to break real bread today. Um, homemade bread. Yeah. Big transition. Everybody confused. Nobody really sure what was going to happen next, as all transition is. And uh, prophetically before service, um, the group didn't know I was going to share this today, but that was the word of the Lord for us today was about transition. But transition always means something beautiful on the other side. And transition during pregnancy, come on up close, guys, don't be shy. Get right up, we're going to need room for everyone else. Um, always means that something beautiful is on the other side, but it does come with pain. If there were no tears today, I'd have been very concerned. There should be. There's a sense. Grief always is for good reason. Grief means we're missing something that we've loved. We're missing something that was meaningful to us. You don't experience grief until you've loved deeply. And it's good that there are tears. It's good that some of you didn't even want to share because you didn't think you could get through it. Do it on video. But it's good. That's, that's a good thing. But there's also on the other side of it an expectation. And a woman in labor, as Abby knows well, from four times around, as all your moms know from your times of doing it, Jesus said, you're, you're still talking about a little while, you'll not see me, and a little while, and you'll see me. Well, truly, truly, I say to you that you'll weep and lament while the world rejoices, but you'll grieve, but your grief will be turned to joy. Whenever a woman's in labor, she has pain because her hour has come, but when she gives birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish because of the joy that a child has been born into the world. So you have grief now, but I will see you again. This isn't goodbye. This is see you later. Or see you later. On the North Shore, somewhere around the old town. You'll have grief and your heart will rejoice and no one will take your joy away from you. So I'm going to ask you. We've been laboring in this field together now for well over a decade and it's been an honor to serve the Lord with a pastor couple like the two of you and with a family as beautiful as yours. And so I'm going to break this bread because we will always have fellowship in Christ. We have been partakers of ministry together, and it's been a joy to bear the yoke together with you as yoke fellows. So that won't be the case for the days ahead. Brother and sister in Christ, forever. But we're going to transition our relationship now. But our relationship, the foundation of our relationship remains the same, that we're together in Christ, that Jesus is still with us, that the good shepherd is still shepherding in this house, and I don't mean me, 
that there is still a presence of Jesus in it. So I'm going to ask you all to come. I'm going to break this, and then would you each take half of it, and each of you come and take your portion. And as you do it, just give thanks to the Lord for whatever impartation you have received from this couple. Some of you have done it verbally, but give thanks to the Lord for what you've received of Christ in the Houtmans over these years. So, Father, we thank you for sending Jesus first to love sacrificially, for loving your own even to death, even the death of a cross. As we break this bread, we do it with grateful hearts for all of what James and Abby have imparted to this house over these years of ministry. And I pray that we will take that portion of Christ that we've each received from this precious couple and we'll multiply it and the glory of the Lord will be revealed. The Christ in us, the hope of glory, will be revealed again and again in beautiful measure. Thank you, Jesus, for the joy of breaking bread with these two and we together as a flock. Amen. So if maybe one of you over there and one of you over here and just kind of make your way around, walk around through the crowd. Pastor James, uh, keep moving, don't Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got flour on my pants now. So um, one of the highest commendations that you could give to a pastor, and I, I use it frequently, is that they smell like sheep, which means that they're in and among the people, that there's not this kind of distant, I'm just here to preach from on high, but there is a, a community involvement. There is a gathering together. There's an intimacy that's, that's happening. And Pastor James and Abby, as you've heard today, have really done that exceptionally well. So we're blessing them in their going. He's going to the halls of academia. He'll be uh, learning and then soon ministering in a very different kind of environment. But I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you. They're going to share in a moment. Maybe you could speed it up a little bit. Hey, don't, don't get them in com Don't get Pastor James in a conversation now. You do that. We are going to have a reception when we're done here, but uh, try to make your way through quickly. Um, the Pastor James will be ministering in a very different context in, you know, the halls of a, who knows, university or college campus, maybe a Bible college. We're not sure what the future holds after he's finished at Gordon-Conwell, but it'll be a very different environment. But Pastor James and Abby will take with them a richness that's been imparted by all of you, by this body. They've come to be honed and sharpened. Some of them, you know, the roasting didn't just happen today. Some, some of the experiences you've had together in ministry, some of the ups and downs and all of that have happened. And the body of Christ has shaped these two into something that will make them far more excellent in what lies ahead. So you're all to be thanked too as we partake of Christ together in this. So as soon as you're, um, you're done, do we have, uh, come on back up and join me on the platform and let's share in this uh, covenant meal together. Oh, I totally mistimed the winding down of that exhortation. I thought he was up to the, you can't forget the Campbells back there. Well, thank you, Lord. If you didn't get anything yet, just kind of wave your hand around so Abby knows to get to you over there. She took the bigger side over there. 
Where's he going? Oh, the sound. Oh, you guys, come on down the front. Can you, or will that fall apart if you're not watching it? I don't know what that takes back there, but if it's good to run itself, come on and be, be together for this part. Don't worry about changing the angle and stuff like that. Okay. Can we take that back? I took a piece off. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. There he is. All right. Well, let's, um, let's just give thanks to the Lord. Father, we thank you for the joy of fellowship in Christ, which endures forever, of being together in ministry here in Millersburg together with this incredible couple. We pray that now as physically the miles will separate us, that our hearts will ever remain connected. As we broke this bread and share it together, we remain one in Christ. For now, we thank you for the covenant love and the, the family that we are in Christ. We bless you as we take this bread. We remember you as your body becomes whole. Amen. And the two of you have drunk from a cup of ministry, and it's brought sorrow many times. It's brought heartache. Um, everyone who's led or ministered in any kind of a way knows the feeling of pouring your heart out and not seeing what you'd hoped. And I want to just release you both from any regret. Lives that you saw begin to transition, and then, you know, maybe at this moment in time anyway, aren't solid in Christ. Lives that you've invested in. The, the Paul ended his exhortation in 1 Corinthians 15, Therefore, my brethren, be steadfast and immovable, knowing that your labor in the Lord is never in vain. Jesus, when he drank this cup on the cross, had nothing but a scattered flock. And look at where we are today. And I want to exhort you as you drink from this cup and as we share in it together to never forget that the Lord's going to take what you've done here and do marvelous things in all the lives that you've touched. So we take this cup with grateful hearts. We pray to strengthen us for the kingdom that awaits on the other side of this transition, for the baby that's being born in the Houtmans, the baby that's being born at Hillside. We can't wait to see what this child's going to look like, and we glorify you. Amen. And then Helpman's, I'd like you to sit in those seats right there because I'd like to do something, and I want to invite all the elders to come and join me on the platform right now. Um, I want to do something really important. Stay in the front, please. Stay in the front and get in a little bit closer even if you can. This is um, a really important part of today that we're going to do. At that Last Supper in the transition... Jesus did something absolutely stunning in washing his disciples' feet. And I believe the message, you could take your shoes off, the message that he was communicating to them, which I want to communicate to you right now, is that walking with him had brought them on not just some physically dusty roads, but through some really painful circumstances, really difficult seasons, times where the dirt, the dust of the world, if you will, would got on their feet 
And could somebody hold this mic for me so I can do this and still talk? Thanks, bro. As you have walked this journey here of pastoral ministry, you have been faithful in season and out of season. You have been faithful to shepherd this flock when everything around you was falling apart. You have been faithful to shepherd this flock when the wolves were circling around, seeking to divide and devour. You've chased after the lonely ones. You've chased after the broken. And you have given of yourself. You have sacrificed yourself. You have poured yourself out. You have gladly and willingly spent yourself and been willing to be spent for the sake of this congregation. And now I say in Jesus' name, go free and released of all of that which you've imparted in this place, of all the concern and the weight that you carry. As Paul so well put it, all the things he endured, and yet the thing of all was comes upon me daily, he said, the care for the church. We release you right now from that care and concern for the people of God. We know you'll carry in the heart because that's who you are, but you're released from carrying any disciples of Jesus Christ here at Hillside. You're released from carrying any ministry that you have. We as a body release you right now in Jesus' name. Abby. have watched you persevere with a song in your heart, with a song of deliverance, a song of joy, a song of absolute overwhelming worship in the middle of some really difficult seasons of your own life. I've not seen you once. You are the embodiment of what it looks like to be instant in season and out of season. There's not been a time that you've grabbed hold of that microphone. And I've known the personal struggles you've been in. I've known the loss and the pain of things going on in your life, and nobody on the outside would have ever known it. You've been faithful, faithful, faithful through it all. And we release you right now with grateful hearts from your ministry here of worship, your ministry of discipleship, your ministry of carrying people on your heart. You are free. You are released. And we take what you've done with grateful hearts. Thank you for all of what you've done. Worship team, would you guys get ready? Father, we, uh, elders, would you please lay hands on these two? It was, uh, I, I should have looked at the exact date, but it would be 13 years sometime soon that we stood right here in the front of this church and laid hands on the two of you and pronounced you pastor in the house. We conferred the authority of the office of pastor on you, and you have faithfully executed that office. And now... With the same authority as elders of this church and the congregation of this church, we say in Jesus' name, you are released from your covenant of pastoral ministry. You are free to pursue the will of God with all of your hearts with abandon, no regrets left behind, and no feeling of responsibility toward the saints or the ministry of this house. You are free now to pursue the Lord and to minister where he calls you to go. We give thanks for the ministry you've had. And we say in Jesus' name that you'll go out with joy. You're going to be led forth in peace. Every mountain and every hill will break forth into singing before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands because how beautiful on the mountains are these feet which bring good news everywhere that they go. Beautiful feet, beautiful people, beautiful family. We release you with grateful hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Congregation, would you all please get in as close as you can 
Maybe some of you get around behind up on the platform, but get in as close as you physically can. And we want to sing the blessing over you. And declare it with all faith that this is exactly what the Lord's going to do. Joy, where, is Joy still in here? Joy, are you around? If Joy, if you're in here, come on and there you are. I meant to get somebody to go get the kids. Could somebody get all the Houtman kids out of the... Thanks. Just try to bring them in as quick as you can. Let's sing this over them and really believe God to spiritually impart the words of what we're singing. Several weeks ago when I realized it, uh, I heard that we were going to have this for you today, I asked the Lord what he would say to me what further for you. And it was quiet for a couple of weeks, but then it came to me. And he says to you that, that you're going under one reason and one plan. That's the thing that brought you to where he wants you. But it's going to be the very thing that can set you up for opportunity for a different something. I don't know what it is, but it's a little different than what you have in your mind right now. But it's going to be the one that gives you the connections that you need. And then this morning, this when you came to mind, I thought, okay, the Lord's off I apologize for lack of shoes um, second it's so hard to sum up a response to everything that you all just shared in a short amount of time of course thank you thank you thank you is not enough and I want you to know that even though proximity will change we're headed to a school actually that Billy Graham helped found I don't know if you even know that yeah we will forever, forever cherish you in our hearts. Our affection for you, though it may change because we're not as close, it doesn't change. We always love you. And I want you to know, too, that as much as we're excited about this, at the same time, it's hard. Transition, it's hard. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard to say yes to the especially when you're so well-loved um, and you love people back well. So as exciting as this is, uh, I want you to know that it's hard for us. One of the things that gives me great joy is that I have such confidence in the leaders that God has brought to Hillside. I have such confidence that God has great things with, with the leaders that the Lord has put in place. And I, I praise God for that. I praise God for Pastor Steve. Todd and Stephanie and Amber and the elders. I want you to know that I'm overcome by God's goodness today. And 
that's just one piece of it, is even the goodness that God is going to display to Hillside in the future. Um, it's Father's Day. Can't help but reminisce, as has been stated, that we came here 12 years ago, barely married, very young, and in a very real way, we've been fathered by this church and by you, Pastor Steve. Part of parenting is sacrifice and patience and intentional training. And I have heard from my mom um, that the hardest part of parenting is letting go. And that's what you all have demonstrated today. There's something specific that I just want to say thank you in your parenting to us. So Hillside, thank you for being generous to us. Thank you for providing for each and every one of our needs not just our needs, but our joys and desires. You've been so generous and gracious to us. Just as you have so generously, I believe you will also be generous. Thank you for being patient with us, patient while we grew and matured. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for being affirming. I'm a words of affirmation guy. Amber mentioned those cards. I have a massive, like, five-inch folder of Thank you for being affirming and calling out the gifts of God. Pastor Steve, thank you for leading the way in generosity. Thank you for leading the way in being gracious. Remember the first sermon I heard from you. I was confused because this God you spoke of, he was so gracious. And you taught me that God really is compassionate slow to anger, abounding in love. Pastor Steve, thank you for teaching me about the right priorities. That Jesus is the most important thing in the church. It's not about any numbers, but it's about whether or not the presence of God is here and seen. Thank you for making, always making it about the eternal and about the external. Pastor Steve, thank you for taking an active role in people's lives. Distant, but you intentionally are with the people of God, and you have been an incredible example. You've done that for us personally. So, final thing that I want to do is speak a blessing over you, and then Abby will as well when I'm finished. Would you stand up as I just pronounce this? Four things on my heart that I want to bless you with. bless you with an attunement to the Lord leading in your life. An ability to hear God's voice whispering. An ability to turn aside to the burning bushes and to pay attention to the things that God is pointing out in your life and in your innermost being. May you be like Samuel hearing the voice of the Lord and like Mary responding with joy to the Lord's announcement of what he's proclaiming. I bless you with compassion especially to those outside of the family of God, outside of the core. God looks kindly on the lowly, and he sets the lonely in families. And I bless you with an eye to see those who have yet to come into the warmth of the family of God and a passion to reach them. I bless you with a dwelling place. May this church, may these leaders, may this place be a place where you are established and matured, where you have deep roots, 
may this be a place where you enjoy the freedom that comes from being fully known in the community of saints. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And finally, I bless you with boldness to grasp how big and how powerful God is, to pray bold prayers and to believe God for big things. I bless you with an ability to believe that God really can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church in Christ Jesus through all generations. Thank you so much for your outpouring today. Um, thank you for standing even physically right now. Thank you for journeying with us. And it is really hard um, to say goodbye. I learned a long time ago in my life that it's best to grieve uh, right away so that you can really step into what God has um, for you. But uh, we, we struggle with a variety of emotions, and it really is so hard to say goodbye and step into the new season before us. Um, these were foundational years for us. When you picture a house, this is our foundation, and we have learned so much. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for the things that you do when no one else sees, because that is what integrity is. Thank you for opening your hearts to us when we came, city folk, with our little uh, Honda Civic, <laughs> riding uh, next to all the big trucks. <laughs> um, thank you for supporting us through many different seasons here in Millersburg. Thank you for loving our kids praying for us and being our friends. And when I think of blessing, I just I just really wanted to say the right thing. To... And I felt like the Lord was just speaking to me to bless you with, with what I have. We can't really give anything that we don't have. And so this is what the Lord laid on my heart. Excuse me. We speak and declare from our triumphant place in Christ. And here's three things. I bless you with the gift of faith. Hebrews 11, 6, without faith it's impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. May you see with heaven's eyes, know the voice of Jesus and boldly declare his promises. He will provide all your needs. Depend on him, be led by him. It may not always feel easy, but he has made it simple. I bless you with heavenly dreams and rest. Psalm 116.7 says, Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. Scripture is filled with God's people hearing from him in dreams. And I want to bless this house with an ability to dream, awake or asleep, to remember the dreams that maybe you've laid to rest, thinking, I don't know that the Lord's going to do that anymore. May you receive from the Lord. May you remember and write down what he shows you in accordance with his word. And may you rest peacefully each night, able to lay your burdens at his feet. And finally, I bless you with a passion for worship. And this is a scripture that I think of 
every time I lead worship Philippians 3 10 through 11 that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead I have come to know the power of praise and worship as a cry to the Lord through any season of life so may you know him may you turn to him even when it's difficult May you desire to worship him with your entire life. He is worth it all. I bless you with the ability to delight in Jesus in every season, to pull close to him and to be found in him. You will not be disappointed. Jesus, we just thank you for your mercy. And I just thank you for your faithfulness, Lord God, help us. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the one that ordains our steps. And so, Lord God, I just speak and breathe new life upon what you're doing here in this body. And, Lord God, I pray that you would lift up any discouraged, that you would lift up any fearful. And I just thank you, Lord God, we declare that you are Lord. You are Lord over our lives. You are Lord over this place. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray that you would continue to fulfill every prophetic word over your people here and over this place as a house. Thank you. Thank you for who you are, Jesus. reception for everyone. Some light Mediterranean style of nerves because we know it's a house's favorite, but I'm going to do it like this. I think you guys should take your kids and go out into the lobby now before anybody moves. I'm watching you. Don't move. All right, go ahead out and greet, wait for everybody in the lobby. For everyone else, God bless you and thank you. This was a really, I felt the pleasure of heaven on taking time to honor a couple who's poured into this house so richly for such a great length of time. Thank you for your willingness to do that know God's pleasure is on us today. So take a little while to say some greetings. They're, they're going to be out of town for a week, and then their big move is the last day of the month, so they'll still be around uh, here and there if you wanted to do something to love on them before, before they move. But uh, God bless you guys. Happy Father's Day.